Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fart Fetish Podcast once again. The Fart Fetish Podcast is where we seek to find the answer to what is fart fetish? Where might it come from? How is it enjoyed? And what are the people like who have this fetish and other fetishes too? We do this on the first Friday of every month on almost all major podcast platforms and at fartfetishpodcast.com. We're also now on YouTube and YouTube Music, so check us out there if that's where you get your podcasts. You can also enjoy erotic fart stories, captions, and videos at thefartcloset.com and support the podcast at the same time. That's thefartcloset.com. And now I'd like to welcome Stee to the podcast. Stee is a straight fetishist in a relationship that unfortunately does not meet his fetish intimacy desires. Described by Steve for himself as a somewhat invasive fetish, we talk about the struggles of a mismatch in a partner's level of comfortability around aspects like farting, as well as a number of other topics, including scat and golden showers, the importance of sexual exploration and exposure, the fleeting nature of farts, and relationships in a post-honeymoon period. We've got that and more on this episode of the Fart Fetish Podcast. Thanks very much for being here, Stee. Why don't we start with a little bit about yourself and, and what this fetish looks like for you? Okay, right. Well, where, where to start? I've, God, uh, I'm 36 years old, straight. It's, it, it is only females that this uh, like fetish applies to me for. I've had the fetish for a very long time, like really. If, if I proper delve into it, it probably goes back to like childhood times more than anything. It is very... Uh, I, I don't know how to word it without sounding like uh, the derogatory term, but like slightly pervy, like to most people. But I, I've been into it for a, for a long time. It started off as something humorous, but then when obviously hearing women do it, it started turning it a little bit more taboo, so to speak. For sure. For sure. Interesting that you use the term pervy too, because I, I was thinking about it. It's like, are, in a way, aren't we all kind of pervy? I mean, I mean, I could be wrong about the d definitionally, but it seems like it is kind of a, given the taboo nature of it and how, you know, in the wild, it's almost requires a, a pervy nature to like, oh, listen in the bathroom. And I'm not suggesting people do these things, but there is a hidden and secret nature to this fetish uh, for many people. And it seems like pervy almost becomes associated with it, I feel. What do you, what do you think about that? 100%. It's more, more than anything. I think like people use the term pervy because it's something that's like classed as different. So as soon as there's like a different aspect of it, anything abnormal, like like this fetish, like a procophilia in, in general, or foot fetish, any, any other fetish, it's automatically you get put in the same category as like, being pervy like no regardless of what it is it's, it's mainly blokes you know that have gone through time looking on the internet and seeing like these different fetishes and things like that like for us blokes it's probably just class as normal but it's when women frown upon it because they're, they're the ones that are obviously the ones that are getting looked at and ogled like so to speak like whether it's from their feet to their ass to the breasts to and any part of them that us blokes desire of them it can be it can be put in the same category as pervy if the women don't like it it's true it's true and i think uh you mentioned having this uh fairly young uh, or at least that's what i gathered that i think that also can increase that because you 
I mean, for me, I wasn't even in puberty when I was already masturbating to these type of thoughts. So there is already a pervy nature to, you know, going into your sexual development maybe um, before a lot of your classmates. I, I, I don't think it's abnormal. I think a lot of uh, a lot of kids go through it sometimes. But I also think there is a there's just an odd nature to it. And then that automatically gets associated with pervy. Maybe it's, it's a word that even needs to be decoupled from odd because it almost seems like, uh, they almost seem like synonyms. And I don't think they are in, in, in definitional terms. I agree. Completely, completely agree with that. When I say like it's, it started off like quite young, it's like, I've always been around it. Like my family have, have never like hidden anything from it. Like I've, my mum and dad have, always been quite open with it my brother and sister like the same that they're, they're not bothered like they're aware of me fetish and stuff they don't ask questions and, and delve too much because obviously with it being family you, talking about sex and things like that it doesn't really wash at the tea table so to speak so i've been exposed to like farts and things like that and, and not caring about them or, and not thinking that oh you should you should shy away from it but then since i've got with my latest partner I've seen how she's been brought up and it's just like, wow, like people are just brought up completely different. And it's, it's no disrespect to how people are brought up, but it's just, just how people uh, foresee the world and how they are told, like, don't, don't be like that. That's not ladylike, et cetera. Whereas my dad was telling my sister, ah, oh, sod it, fart all you like. It's, it's a natural body, bodily function. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, do you have like a defining moment where you think that like the fetish kind of solidified or has it just like always been underlying or what do you think? How do you think that came about? Well, it, it got solidified properly, like more than anything when like um, I, w I was in a relationship with a partner who I'm definitely not going to divulge the name of her. It was something that I don't really want to ever think about again. But um, in this situation, it was um, like she, she was abstaining. Uh, we hadn't done anything like sexually related for months and months. It, it was a really like, it was a dull relationship. I, I obviously wait for her to go to bed and things like that. And then I would have a look on like the internet. And it's it started off more than anything because of just like um, an ass fetish and like, looking at like ass worship and things like that and there was one category i stumbled across which was a uh, sleeping tushy and it was like these two beautiful like obviously actors uh, but they were lesbians and things like that and the, the, the way how they acted just like uh, around like the the, the asshole the s sniffing of it and things like that and i was just like wow this is actually quite quite kinky and it that's when that's when it started it's it started like obviously just around the bum and then Obviously, with carrying on searching with obviously like internet algorithms and things like that, I ended up stumbling across like these two like kind of middle aged women. They weren't anything special, and it came up like fart fetish. I think I was on X Hamster at the time, and stumbled across these women, and I watched that, and I was just like, wow, this is actually something I could actually get into. Because for me, I saw it as like a category where is really unique to me, and. I obviously haven't heard many people talking about it or, or anything like that. And I'm kind of one of these far, far out people that a lot of people would be like, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, that's normal for me. But to a lot of people, they'll just be like, that, that's weird, mate. And I'm just, I, I don't care, to be honest, what, what other people think. I, I just do what I think is right for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you, do you think that the, 
fetish may be formed, whether it be genetically or through the nurturing uh, in your in your family, and then basically took a pause until you entered this essentially sexless relationship. So the discovery of such essentially reawakened something that may have been inside you already, but from from earlier in your life. That's not a bad question, but it's it's also one of those questions that like you know can't can't be answered unless like you proper delve into the cerebral thoughts of like what's actually gone on. But it's there's a massive plausibility in it because obviously if if you're exposed to like things like that from a really young age, it, it kind of like manifests itself in in your brain as you said, and it's potentially like it did take a pause when I started like getting into proper relationships and things like that, and then seeing how women were that aren't like my mum or my sister that didn't care. It then got to a, a point where they're like, oh, I, I can't do it in front of my partner and things like that. But then, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it's, hard, it's hard to give you a, a straight answer without sounding like I'm trying to avoid it. I, 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 would, I would probably go with no. I, I, don't think, I don't think it took a pause. I'd, I'd probably, probably say it's like, I, I just wasn't really exploring the right categories until I stumbled across it. Yeah, perhaps you didn't have a need to get into that type of sexuality because more readily available sexuality was available to you, it seems. Yeah. Um, which is great. That That is great. Because it's an interesting question because, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. My family was... Uh, it wasn't like a joke, but, you know, just free around the bathroom. It's all, it's all normal and natural. But I started developing that fetish quite early. Like it was already in like first grade that it already become a fetish and the domination aspect as well, which is, you know, while the farting might be easily tied back to my family, the domination is a little harder to pin down. But the reason I brought it up is just it's, it's a curious question because in terms of uniqueness, I mean, there's lots of unique fetishes out there. There's feet, there's balloons, there's, I mean, I, I, there's, I mean, there's 500 lineums on a BDSM checklist. So th there's a plethora, a whole world of fetishes. I'm just curious if it's the background of, of people like you and me that brings us into developing a fart fetish specifically because it is around us in our, in our family specifically. It's a curious question for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a massive plausibility, and I completely back what you're saying as well. Like, it has elements of it, but then just thinking about like uh, what you said about like the pause thing and things like that—that's that's that's what kind of like threw me off because I was just like, mm, I, I, I don't really know. But then when you explained it, then and saying like obviously like growing growing up with it and stuff, maybe it's maybe it's been in there all, all along, but I've never actually like ignited that flame until I saw it like on X Hamster. For sure. For sure. What, um, what like themes and like aspects of the fetish do you like? Like, how do you take the fetish? I'm, I'm probably not so much into the whole domineering side of it. it at the same time, I've, I've never been exposed to it. And I'll be lying if I said I haven't seen the videos of it and, you know, got turned on by him and stuff. But the, ho the whole thing of it, the fact that it's just like so intimate to that person. It's, it's like if, if you're in a relationship with someone, like that that person when she's at work she won't be around the workplace fighting and things like that she saves that for when she's at home and she's doing it around you and i just feel that that level of intimacy and and trust i think i think that just tips it over the edge like for me to make it think wow this person who's next to me is like really really like into me because she feels comfortable around me she can just let herself go 
she doesn't have to have a shower if she doesn't want to. She can just do what the hell she wants, and she will know full well that I will 100% always be after her sexually. Sure. So it's like a, uh, I, I would classify it then maybe like a, I, I mean, I call in the porn world, it's like the girlfriend experience, but it's like a, a playfulness uh, and freeness that is attractive. Yeah. Uh, the, it's taboo. It, it can be taboo. It could be intimacy. I, I feel like those two are one and the same, maybe on different sides of the spectrum, but essentially taboo is intimacy because it's an intimate act. Yeah. So I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. That's very cool. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I am into the domination aspect, but I, I always learn so much talking to people that enjoy the more loving aspect because, I mean, it's not one I experience. Like, I can empathize, empathize with. I can, you know, feel the feelings necessarily, but I don't necessarily get aroused in that way. So it is interesting to to hear about it. Are there, like, other fetishes that need to go with it for you or is it like strictly fart fetish is it well it's just just fart fetish and ass worship basically i'm i'm, I'm just a, a mass a massive fan of like the woman's derriere so to speak it's just every, everything about it I, I love the smell the look like the, the view when she's in like a like a doggy position and things like that and she's just everything about it for me is just like all all the back end and I kind of feel awful on the missus sometimes because it's like when I'm telling her to like turn over, like I, I, I know what she thinks. Sometimes she thinks, oh, she, he doesn't want to look at me and stuff, but she doesn't because she's kind of like shies away from this side of things. She doesn't understand what it does for me when I see her in these other positions. Like she just wants me to be intimate with her face, like, you know, just kissing her and, and, and things like that and just sh showing her 100% commitment to the front end where it's just like no that's without sounding awful I, I love you but if i'm honest if, if i want to get off i want i, I want to I see your bum yeah absolutely i mean i imagine i imagine that that would be that can be understood i mean it's not you know not everyone is going to be the same but i mean that seems like an understandable aspect like i'm not a, i'm not a heavy relationship man so i can't tell you right or wrong or which way to go or whatever. But that seems like understandable. Like with the right, I feel like with the right pitch or the right communication that could be relayed, but I'm sure you have tried. I'm sure you've tried to get this across. Oh yeah. Yeah. Massively. It's again, I, I think I touched upon this, like, like during like emails and stuff like it. it's hard with my partner because like, she's, she's so withdrawn from like a, a lot of things like sexually and that. And it's, it is hard for her to, to comprehend what I want out of the relationship. Whereas she, she wants love cuddles and things like that. And she's quite happy to keep it on page one of the, like the Kama Sutra or the fetish books and things like that. Whereas I just, I don't have any holes barred. Like I'm willing to explore everything. If she, if she wants to like do anything with me, I'm just like, yeah, I'll try everything once before I have an opinion on anything. It, it, it sucks that not everybody has that same same outlook on things but at the same time i've got to respect people's decisions and how they were brought up etc as, as much as it annoys me sometimes i've got to, i've got to understand that the fact that she's not the same as me and i do have to try and like get it when i can for sure i i do though think that that does diminish your feelings like i appreciate i appreciate how how sensitive how how respectful you're being towards towards your partner's hesitancy toward her her maybe lack of exploration 
um, what have you. But I have to also say that I I worry that that is going to put you in a, in a place of resentment or or whatever over time, especially if it becomes something that you know you are communicating now, but perhaps in the future maybe it becomes a, a stumbling block that you can't even communicate about it, and you know I, like this is not me like fuck me I'm not telling you what to do I'm not giving you like advice but I'm I'm saying looking at it from the outside I I worry that you're not giving enough uh, credence to your own needs and desires. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it's an, it's an ongoing, like, argument that we have, like, like when it comes down to, like, uh, like sex in general, really, because it's like I feel sometimes like I don't have it enough. And but bringing that up with my partner and stuff, it's 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 always like World War Three, and I'm just like, no, I I'm not trying to have an argument. I just want to talk to you about it. But it's always like like stepping on eggshells with it, and because she has lived a sheltered life, sheltered life maybe a little bit harsh. Like she's lived a life where she's been withdrawn from someone who's as sexually open as what I am when it comes down to like fetishes and things like that. I just I just feel that like not just my partner but there's a lot of people out there that have like basically lived a life like in in a closet where they haven't been able to just open up and just be themselves because they've grown up around like the whole thing like oh don't do that that's not very ladylike um you, you can't do this you can't do that you have to do it this way or else like he, he, he won't be happy with you and stuff and then now she's got with me she, she's now like oh my god this this lad's completely different it is fro it's thrown like all I don't know what you call it, like all, all her like inner feelings like around the head, basically. So, so she's like, everything that I've learned is now different with this lad because this lad doesn't care. This lad wants me to just be be what I would be like if I was on my own. I can fart in bed next to him, it, like he's not going to be bothered. I can, I can. She burps. She burps like buggery around me. It's, to be honest, it's quite annoying how much she burps. I think she burps that much. She's got no gas left in her to to fart. I think that's why she doesn't <laughs> fart that much around me anyway. But go, go, going off what you were you were saying about like my own feelings and, and things like that, it's it is hard. I'm like I'll be lying if I said like it doesn't doesn't affect me. But we have such a good like friendship relationship as well, and 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 we we do have sex frequent. It's it's just like her opening up herself to that level of intimacy i think it's potentially too much but at the end of the day she knows she knows what i'm like so it's it, it, i know it doesn't really answer your question but equally it doesn't answer mine i've got a lot of un, unanswered questions that that she avoids answering as well it's it's, it's quite hard <laughs> no absolutely absolutely and i yeah I, I i didn't figure we were gonna like solve this i just i just did want to I did want to talk it through and, you know, I, I'm, you're not going to be the only one in this position. So I, I want, I, I, I just want people to hear this uh, because it is, it is super important. I, I think there are two things. I mean, the first thing I want to say is communication is, is vastly important. And I assumed maybe it was just America, but perhaps the world over, it's really not given the, the proper due that it is. Like we all say like, oh, we're, we're great communicators. We're transparent, blah, 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 blah. We all think that. I think when it comes time to actually doing it, 
we stumble and we have trouble um, maybe saying what we want to say, um, relaying it, feeling comfortable saying it. And that probably attributes to the same thing you said is a lot of people are unfortunately repressed. I think repression, getting out of repression for many people is through trauma. I don't think it's the only way, but uh, another way is probably gaining life experience in in positive ways. But trauma is another way to gain life experience. Unfortunately, that's why I often often like I feel like I have trouble finding people I'd like to get to know better because there's an aura of just simplicity may not be the right word, but simple minded thinking in terms of a way a lot of people think they're not they're not really expanding outside of what I call checkbox mentality. You know, I'm this age. I bet I better have a kid. I'm this age. I better be married. I'm this age. You like, you're not thinking about why you're doing these things. You're just like, I need to hit these milestones at a certain time to do list checked done. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people aren't acting like that, but I feel like the way people, you know, they get together in relationships, they they're almost racing through the milestones without looking at like, you know, what job do I have? What partner do I have? Is this the life I wanted to go forward with? And I think repression is a big part of that. We don't get to explore or we're not encouraged to explore. We have expectations. We have to make, you know, this much income by this part of our life. We need a house. We need a family. Yet, 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 yet. And we don't, we're not living life. That's why I often, often on this show, I talk about how the human elements have kind of as we become a society, the human elements like farting, like shitting, this and that start to drift away. And some of them may be good. You know, maybe we don't need to know about people shitting, you know, but there are aspects of humanity. You know, why is burping okay? You know, it, it goes back to the same thing. Like, why is burping fine, but farting in public is not? Why has that become taboo? And I'm not saying you and I are going to have the answers to these questions, but the questions need to be asked for, I think, any change to be made. And I think over time it will, as long as, uh, you know, people keep knocking on these doors, as, as as it were, in terms of letting their friends or, you know, their close friends, their partners, whatever is comfortable to them, know about this fetish, because that is how I believe change comes about. I, 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 just, I just hope it does. I, I just hope there are, like, more people out there that are a little bit more open about it. And mainly girls i think it's girls girls are the ones that are hiding in the closet more than anything about maybe not so much the fetish but about like doing it because lads just don't care like it's it's never a thing with a bloke where where they're just like oh god i I can't fight in front of my partner because after like the second date the lads lads seem to be a lot more comfortable than what women are and they're not bothered like whether they've had go to the gym and they've got protein shake farts and they bloody stink, but they're just not bothered about doing it in front of the partner that they've only known for a couple of weeks. Whereas a, a woman, it's like I've been with my partner now. It's it's getting on four years this year, and I've I've probably heard a fart a handful of times, and it's just like it's it's nothing that you can get excited about because it's it's over with within seconds, and it's just it's never during anything sexually related as well. It's true. It's true. And, you know, I can sympathize. Uh, I'm getting a bit off topic, but I sympathize with the I, like my ex. We did videos together, but she wasn't like a gassy person normally or regularly. Like she never really farted outside of us making content together. It, it just wasn't what she wanted to do. And like that wasn't bothersome to me. We had a 
strange relationship regardless. I guess I got my jollies through the content. It was just, I, I just wonder about that too. Like some women just simply aren't gassy. Now it seems like, it seems like your girlfriend, your, your fiance, right? Yeah. Your fiance, it seems like, uh, is, is gassy because she is burping. So there is something inside there, but, uh, but it's not coming out the right end. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Like, it's, it's an ongoing joke with, with, with me and her. I just say, said to her, like, instead of just like burping, because she's so vocal with her burps, like she, she burps like, like you expect like a 50-year-old trucker who's just gulped a, a full gallon of seven up and she's just proper belches. And I'm just like, can you not just like hold that in in your stomach a little bit longer and it might just pass out the other end? I, I feel she's more ladylike than than what she thinks. And I, I, I think she will stand firm firm on it. I don't, I don't think there's any way of like uh, ever changing it regardless of it being for my fetish. I just don't ever think she will do it. I just... I'll just have to go through my life with her where she might just do it accidentally. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the sound of that, but we already talked about that. I I, I, know. I, I, I want you to be happy for sure. I want you both to be happy. Like there's no, you know, I have no ill will towards your fiance either, but I do, I, you know, you as the fetishist, I do care about you uh, being happy, not being resentful, getting, getting what you want in life uh, and, and not, you know, at the very least having the freedom to get it rather than, than, you know, I don't want you to feel trapped. You know, obviously you sound like you have an amazing relationship regardless of the fetish, which yeah. I, that's amazing and, and, and hard to ask. That's not, it's not easy to come by. So I appreciate you being um, committed to that as well. Yeah, no, no, she's, she's what's saying. She's, she's absolutely great. And, and like I said, like we, we have, we have so, so much fun together. Like we're constantly laughing and, and, and things like that. It's just this, this w- w- one aspect that, you know, I would love, love to get out of her, but it's just asking someone to change is quite, is quite a big thing, regardless of what the needs for. It's, it, it is a massive like step. And a, a lot of people will, will look at as, as like trying to be controlling and it's, that's far from what I want because I'm I'm so laid back when it comes down to to a lot of things, and I just I just don't want her to feel uncomfortable as well. If if she was to, to do it, I want her to be one hundred percent comfortable with it and and not care. And if she is uncomfortable with it, then I, I I won't do it to her. It's not I don't feel it's my responsibility to make her feel like out of place, so to speak. No, sure. I that that's amazing. And you know what? I will say I took the negative route on this, but I will say like her being so free with burping, it's it's possible this may be on the horizon for you at some point. You know, it may change. You know, I, I that's yeah. I mean, what you're saying about her and burping, it, that seems like a clear indication that the stepping stones can be laid to that path. So you know, you never know. It's it's yeah. a, it, the world is crazy. I'm remaining positive. Yeah, nice, nice. You, we talked over email about uh, scat, and you mentioned you're not like into it, not entirely into it, but maybe not grossed about it. What's been your mental or physical experimentation with uh, with scat? Well, to be honest with you, I, I haven't had any experimental. Um, the the closest thing we've had to scat is like when me and my partner first got together. Like we were doing lots of like uh, like anal related stuff, and like I was obviously exploring around like using my hands and things like that and I, I got obviously it's not the cleanest area unless like she she pre-douches before before we do anything but I got a little bit of scat on my finger I w- wasn't bothered it didn't put me off I'm not grossed out by any any bodily fluids or, or functions or anything like that so if she was to like 
again going into the fart fetish thing like if she was to sit on my face and and potentially like let out a fart and maybe like a, a, a little bit of scat came out and something i'm not bothered i i won't be grossed out i won't like throw up all over the like bedding or or, or anything like that I'll, I'll just i'll probably laugh and like she might be absolutely like gutted and like upset and things like that and i'll just be like i'm i'm not bothered I'm, I'm really not bothered and try and comfort her in that way to show that i, I don't care i don't care about stuff like that. it's a it's a bodily function it happens no pun intended for sure no absolutely i had a similar experience during a, a shoot one time and I, I had a similar reaction as well it's just like i don't think she was she was freaked out but it was definitely like uh just like you know, we stop and and clean up or whatever. But it's just like, yeah, it's not it's not a huge deal. But I think there's also a probably a difference between like an accidental shart or something like that and going in for a like full toilet session. Yeah, I think that's that. There's a completely different mentality. Like I've I've had a I've had uh, recently a, a golden shower, and like I'll tell you, in fantasy, a golden shower seems very hot. In practice, it's just, it's not the greatest. It's, it's I, for me, I'm sure some people love it, but for me, it's just like, hmm, you know, in the context of maybe, you know, being dominated and it's like, now I'm going to piss on you. It's like, oh, that, that might work. But like, just like walking from one room to another, it's like, now we're going to get in the bathtub. It's like, eh, there's nothing organic about this. There's nothing. It feels so uh, manufactured that it's just like, ah, there's no aura here. Whereas, you know, like um, eating someone else on the bed, whether they fart, whether they don't fart, that can all stay really re relatively um, hot because you're staying in that scene. You know, if they piss, if, if in, a, in a practical world, they could just piss on you right in the bed, that might be super hot, you know, because it's just like, fuck you. I'm just going to fucking piss on you right here. But the practicalities of like, well, we need to go somewhere where it's not going to stain. It's just like, oh, well, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah no I, I completely appreciate that and like obviously the admin of cleaning up like after after like a session that could involve like golden showers or potentially scat is is you know it, it is quite hard it's gonna have to polythene sheets out so it doesn't like knacker the carpet and the bedding like you said and things like that but go, going off what you're saying about like golden showers and stuff it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be like golden showers like I, I, I was with a girl that had like this serious issue with like a squirting and things like that and literally when, whenever she was to like ride my face she, she would just literally just gush everywhere and for me it was like I, I, fe I felt like a porn star I felt like I was absolutely amazing but then I found out she was just super sensitive like I, I could literally go down on her my nose could touch a clit and then she would just squirt and I was like oh maybe maybe I'm not as good as I thought but it it was super erotic knowing that I could still make her do that. And it was similar to a golden shower. Of course. Yeah. Would you say like you're pretty private or, or public about your, your fetishes? Do you talk about like friends, uh, just, just your partners you've been with? Um, what's your, what's your norm? I'm open. I, I, I chat to my workmates about it. I, I, I chat, I chat to my, my mates outside of work and stuff. Like they, they all know what I'm like, and they all have like a similar reaction. Like they all think I'm weird and things like that. And I'm just like, have you actually sat and actually watched a video yourself, and you can see how erotic it actually is to a degree? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you can't have an opinion then. I can have an opinion on it because I've I've searched it for for years. I've I've got numerous videos like like go to ones that I just love. But 
it, it's just what's that like these people just just live a life of just like watching bog standard porn like men women and obviously like lesbians and things like that and i'm just like you can't have an opinion unless you've explored these different categories like you mentioned before about different fetishes about like balloons and clowns and well, I don't think you mentioned clowns, but they are there, and like all all these fetishes aren't to everyone's taste. But for people to have an opinion on 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 the likes of our fetish, I, th- I think it's quite like what's the word? It's 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 quite primitive of them. Like like they're not sitting down and thinking about it and going, do you know what? There's that many fetishes out there. Like maybe there might be a weird one that I like. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's a I think it's a symptom of communication, or or also you said repression as well because. I think maybe maybe people are are afraid to find out if they like these things or they're just not again they're not encouraged or taught to explore or yeah maybe it is fear maybe they just don't want to know if they are into it. I th- I know some people definitely have talked about that whether it be in media or in life. I think there are some things you know you I I don't I don't think I'm this type of person but I definitely know of people that I don't want to know about that fetish. Maybe I would you know, be into it. And then what would my life be like at that point? But at the same time, I don't think there's anything positive in not exploring. Like, I agree with you, you talking to your, to your mates about at least exploring. I mean, you didn't necessarily say that, but it's true. You can't really, you don't know what's inside of you, what, what, yeah, what exactly. your upbringing or whatever, um, what your nurture, what your life, what your uh, genes themselves may have, in store for you if you don't go looking at it you know i think i think maybe too it's it's the whole i I don't know if you recall this i seem like it's it's happening less these days but like if if you go to any like straight proctophilia or or fart fetish like websites if anyone felt like they got tricked into seeing like a guy farting or whatever there's like an outrage and it's like yeah sure like that wasn't what you wanted to see but like it is just another piece of content for other people. Like there's no need to be hateful or, 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 you know, uh, negative towards it. Um, you just, you just move on like, Oh, oops. I, I, you know, it's just interesting. It's interesting. People have such a, a barrier to curiosity even. Yeah. 100% agree with that. 100%. Uh, you talked about, you talked to me about having, you had three serious partners um, that you'd, told about the fetish can you talk about and, and one of them being your fiance can you talk about like what the reaction was or maybe the most prominent reaction that you can recall in telling um at least one of these women the the, fir- the first one like who who was a uh, like like when i discovered it just discovered the fetish and stuff uh, she, she wasn't like overly enthralled or like w- willing to experiment with it she, she wasn't repulsed uh, she, she was a little bit like she, she kind of like looked at me with a, a bit of a Sean Connery eyebrow and was like, "What?" And I was just like, "Well, you know, it's just something that we could try. It doesn't cost any money. It's just, you know, just just something that we could do if if you want to fart. I'm I, I'm there. Like, let me know." And it it, it never it never manifested into anything. She never never did it for me. Or, or or anything like that. And shortly after, we ended we ended up divorcing. Anyway, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything to do with the fetish. Just obviously, you know, we, you move on in your head. Basically, we got married too soon. Basically, um, then the second partner who who I spoke to, in all fairness, she was she was she was great with it. It was just like bad timings more more than anything. It's like 
it, like she she was willing to try, but then it it, it never it never happened. If if you know what I mean, like like if if we were in the bedroom and we were doing doing like sexual things and things like that, um, it would be when her her ass is away from me. That's when she, like I'd hear it and she was like, oh, I, I could have done that for you then, but without her without her basically like um, sitting on my face and dominating me for hours and hours and hours waiting for another one to come along, it's you've got to try and be there like. But you've got to trust that person and to say, right, I've got one coming. And then that's when you can get into position. But it never normally happens like that. Because in, in the real world, sex only lasts, what, a, an hour? Yeah, that's the problem, too, with farts. They kind of, they do kind of come upon us rather than, like, like you can hold your pee, you can hold your scat. For the most part, it's not, I'm not saying it's good to do so. But, like, there's a timing to it. You know, you're not, like... Uh, you don't have the urge and you just have to go right that moment. You can, you can take it away. Whereas farting, it's just like, it's almost like a cough or a sneeze. It's just like, oops, it's, it's gone. The factors have to align in the right way, or they're just an incredibly gassy person or specifically got gassy for the, for the occasion. It's almost like there's a preparation involved. Like I've definitely ran into that with, with pro dom, even being with a dominatrix for like four hours, you know, it's not necessarily going to come up that they're going to fart, you know? As as much as like, oh, this is what I paid for. It's like, what are you what are you gonna do? Like, squeeze the ass until something comes. Like, it's not gonna work. The the only way to do it is it, 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 is is like what they do in uh, the Brazilian like far fetch things. You know, when they put that like little air pump in and things like that. But I don't I don't think many girlfriends and partners are gonna are gonna sit there on all fours while you pump a bit of air into them and wait for them to do it I, th I think it ruins it if you're doing something sexually i think it ruins the the whole like ambience of like any, anything sexually related if you go and get a, a a dust blower to blow up a, a bum just so she can like fart on you like if you were to have sex you want it to flow smoothly sure as i understand it you can do it with uh with your mouth as well i i, I have no experience but that's my understanding in in like watching at least one porn uh, domination pornography, and then people were commenting about like how essentially he's blowing air up her ass, uh, which I don't know if it was ever true or not, but I think that is possible to do so. Surely, like, um, like biologically, the only way to do that is like it's it's going to have to be during like anal play, so we're, like they're gaping a little bit because even when like uh, you're just doing like anal lingus, I don't think you can blow enough air in like with your tongue because most of it comes out and it's gonna blow back in your there. face yeah um but but um me, me and my current partner now like I, i've just got her into uh, doing like a full arc position um for me it's the most amazing view in the world and stuff but as soon as i touch like a bum she she like queefs and it's it, for me it's funny and i i, I love that as well I, I i do i do like uh like vaginal farts and stuff but for her it 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 puts her off a little bit and she's like starts giggling or she'll like change position. And I'm just like, no, I, I love that. Just, just, just keep doing it. But then I've, I, I then start thinking about what she's feeling comfortable with. And that's where, that's probably where I'm not as hardy as what could potentially be. And I, I'm thinking of her too much, like without sounding like I'm being derogatory towards her. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, and then it's interesting because one thing you mentioned in, in the email and it kind of ties into this is an aspect of the fetish you enjoy is that trust. Yeah. 
and you, and I'm quoting you here. It says the person doing it for me is purely at my disposal of intimacy, since it's a rather invasive kink. Can you can you uh, talk to me about more more about what you mean about that? Yeah, what I'm saying by like in, in, invasive is obviously like it's obviously just me and the the, the person involved in, in this situation. I would love it to be my partner. No one else gets that privilege to to hear her hear her fart, uh, smell her fart, and things like that. So for me, with it being an invasive kink, it, it means like it's just me, me and her. No, no one else like on this planet will ever will ever experience that unless obviously she goes and finds someone exactly like me if we weren't to work out and stuff. So it's I don't know. It's maybe I got my words words mixed up, but. I'd, I'd I'd probably stand by it and and say, for me, it is an invasive kink because it's something that makes her feel a little bit uncomfortable to a degree, but she's also willing to do it for me if she was to do it. Sure, absolutely. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you'd mentioned earlier the uh, you'd started up looking ass sniffing and tissue porn. You said that was during your relationship that was uh, uh, without sex, that was not having like a lot of sexual relationship. Yeah. Did you notice you searching out any? porn similar to that before at any time in your life or was that like the first time no well if i'm completely honest with you um like all, all through growing up with us being a family of five and things like that and we went we only had one computer and it was like downstairs like underneath the stairs and stuff so everybody was like walking in and out you couldn't you could not do anything like sexual related so when when i got this first partner who started off very sexual Everything was all good. I didn't I didn't warrant the need for it or or anything like that. And then when she started abstaining, that's when I then started going on like my, my PlayStation internet and like having a look at like like certain ass ass worship videos, other rimming videos, etc. And then things like like I said before, like f- things just progressed like in the algorithm, like ass related things. And then I was just like, oh, there's a fighting one here. How like I thought it would be funny. If I'm honest, like so, I started watching it and I did start laughing. But then I was just like, the more I watched it, the more I was just like, this is actually like really getting me going. And it it, it was from that moment I then started going on like a fartfancy.com and Kelsey obsession stuff. Was that moment the first time you'd really like gone toward ass related things after that exploration of of pornography online, or had you done ass related things in the in the past? Ass, well, I guess ass worship related things. Yeah, well. When when I first got with, got got with my first partner and stuff, I kind of like lo- loved ass, but she was like proper against it and and wouldn't let me like anywhere near it and and, and stuff. So I was like, all right, I've got to get what I can really. So when she started abstaining, that's when I was just like, right, you, you, you know, it feels like I did it out of spite and stuff, which in hindsight I probably did. Um, I'd I'd wait for her to go bed, like I said, put on the internet, and that's when I'd start like looking at like ass related stuff because I wasn't. I wasn't seeing it in real life. What what I thought a relationship was is like just sex on tap. It, 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 it's it's not going to stop. I'm going to be constantly like 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 boning. It it just be the most amazing thing in the world. And in reality, it's it's not like that. It's like once or twice a week if you're lucky, and you know you you've got to make sure you're quiet so the neighbors don't shout and stuff. It's this for me is where porn is like it can be a little bit misleading, but for me the whole ass side of things for me it was it was just like obviously on the internet it's just visual visually appealing just seeing like a, a lovely lady's like like arsehole and 
just just watching potentially another lady or, or a bloke sniffing it and things like that. I'm just like, that's what I want. I want a girl to be this cool in real life and just not care. I think um, it was this podcast, you had a girl on, Amy, and literally just, just listening to her, like, she is literally the coolest chick, like, I think I've ever heard. I, I just think she's just proper down to earth. And I, th- I think more people need to, like, listen to, to s- someone like her who, who just doesn't care. And she, she's just, she's grown up around it. We've all grown up around it. But certain people just take a, take a different path later in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's well said. I think we have, I think we have the potential to make change. Thankfully, I think it's, people will eventually see that it's absurd enough that it is so taboo that like, I I can't say like people are going to be farting in a restaurant. That still seems improper, but I do, I do think there is going to be a better understanding of, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to put this on foot fetish level. I want it to be on that level where I don't think people look at foot fetish with the same negativity that they may have looked at it even five, five years ago, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, if we have to go back. I don't know when the change happened, but it definitely seems like there is a a comfort that has come with foot fetishism. For me, being in film, it's it seems like it's Tarantino, you know, being the more admitted foot fetishist. But there may have been other things. There's two foot fetish podcasts as well. I'm sure they have done their work in normalizing that as well. No, no, completely. And in all, in all fairness, I've grown up around that because my, my, my brother, he's actually got like a, a, a foot fetish like himself. So, so it's like we, we often joke about it because obviously like I, I'm into farts and stuff and, and he's, he's into feet. But I, ju- I just feel like having a foot fetish, is it's so much easier to come by because all they have to do is take, take their shoes and socks off and then there it is. Whereas like, like the fetish that we share, it's it's something where timing is like a, a massive point in it. Like you have to be there at the right point in order to get off on it. If, if like your partner's on the other side of the room or even in a different room and you hear like a little two, by the time you've got into the same room, it's, it's over. It's forgotten about. It's something of the past. So a foot fetish for me is just, it, it's something that's easy for me is it's like you, you can be on the beach walk, walking past and you can see 2000 pairs of feet like like without even ha- having to second glance but with the whole farting thing i just think it's such a unique thing and like i touched upon before it's for me it's that that little kink that's just just for me and the person doing it yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense You'd mentioned in in your uh, emails to me. I, I don't think you mentioned it here, uh, as I recall. But you said after you told your fiance about your fetish, she happened to accidentally fart during foreplay. Which happened first? Like, did you tell her first, and then that happened, or did that happen and that lead to that conversation? Do you know what? That's got me stumped because I can't rightly remember i think i told her about the fetish afterwards yeah it was it was that it actually just come together in the head then um because we were only together for um a couple of months and uh it it wasn't even foreplay there there wasn't actually much nothing sexual in there but you'll you'll probably know from past experience like when when blokes say like you fancy a massage or whatever it always leads to the next level or always it's like without fail 
I, I stripped her down. She was she was absolutely butt naked and stuff. Start start rubbing her down, etc. Uh, and I got to a bum, and I was just like, I was genuinely just giving her like a glute massage, and I just happened to like a like move her right butt cheek, so it was like so I got a good view of a of a butthole and and a a back fanny basically. And then she just let off like this little airy toot, and I was just I was dying just to like. In, indulge and bask in it but with us only being together for a couple of months I, I kind of like restrained myself because I, did, I didn't want her to feel awkward more than anything and I didn't want also to like potentially ruin the relationship over something that she could find grotesque so I, I did I did restrain myself and I'll, I'll stand firm to that I, I, I think I did pretty bloody well not not to dive dive in nose first and just just smell smell what ambient she had to offer absolutely for sure but i I mean i'm not going to say what was right or wrong but what was her reaction to to that because it didn't really make much of a noise it was more more of like just a type thing she she like looked around and like obviously she was like face down so she kind of like looked around to see what my reaction was and i i literally just purposely tried not to change whatsoever because I didn't want her to feel embarrassed so so it's like I, I just maintained doing what I was doing maintain like uh, massaging a bum and like, I, I just didn't didn't break didn't break my role as being the open brackets masseuse hmm. interesting interesting I just had a thought I, I don't want to pretend I'm a therapist but like I just had a thought I wonder if this moment set a tone for her in her mind in which like, you know, you say you like farts, but this moment came up and she perhaps has it stuck in her head that it's not, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not saying like push harder now, but like it's perhaps that this moment where, you know, she, I guess she acted like she hadn't farted or or was trying to see your reaction and you had no reaction that she's like, she's even wondering, did I cause you to have the fetish because of this moment? Like I, maybe I've triggered it by farting during uh, a massage that like that she maybe feels a, a guilt, perhaps that she has brought this on to you. You know, from going from no reaction to, hey, honey, I, I like farts. I could see someone making that that bad connection if if they if they, you know, personalized it or wanted to. Baby, I'm wrong. What What is your thoughts on any of that? Uh, to, to be honest with you, I, I kind of like see where you're coming from. And like, like, again, I'm, I'm no therapist, but who, who's to say what goes on in the complex mind that is the opposite gender to us? And quite rightly so, they'll probably say we've got a complex mind too. But I, I made it perfectly clear that I've had this fetish like well, well before her, and and it's like I've I've tried with previous partners and things like this, and, and nothing happens. And th- there are instances like with my partner now where like we'll be cuddled up in bed and, and like we'll be spooning, and she will let out like a little fart on the leg or or something like that. And she knows I'm not like she knows I love it like regardless and I've I've loved it for a long time she she knows she's not the instigator to bring this fetish out I think more than anything knowing what she's like in like with a burping and things like that how she's just open with it I think that's what gave me the confidence in speaking to this one because I wanted to do it 
completely different with this with this girl that I'm with because obviously I've had two failed relationships and I wanted to take a different approach with this one, not just with the fetish, but with everything in life. So I was trying to do things differently. So I, I've just got this like hell of a lot of respect for my partner that I'm with now. And, and it's like, I don't think I would ever make her feel like uncomfortable that she's, she's brought this fetish on with me because I've been so open from the start. She knows that I, I've had this for a long time. If you get where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you, you do have a, a past with this fetish from, from, uh, from previous relationships, as you've told me. So it makes sense that, that she probably does understand that. I was just, it was just a wild thought I had, you know, I guess in a vacuum, uh, what kind of, uh, I mean, you never know what kind of trauma people can bring on even mundane things i think can be highly traumatizing in the way of the in the way they stick in our mind not necessarily like oh i'm paralyzed but like this is stuck now this is a this is a solid core memory or whatever that's going to to stay with me yeah 100% and it's like when when we first got together um, we we were quite experimental like when it came to, to like sex and stuff it's like she was uh, quite willing to let me do like a lot of like butt stuff and that but then as as time's gone on and like the dreaded honeymoon period that it seems to be only women women go on uh, she, she's backed off quite a lot from like a, like anal play and, and things like that so i have to get it in when i can but i feel that if she just remained how she was at the start i think she was a lot more open and this is where it's like thrown me off really like men relationship because as time's gone on, you expect them to be a lot more confident and comfortable with you and stuff. But I feel it's kind of like taking a backward step when it comes down to stuff like this. And this this is a one aspect of my relationship that I do question. And I would love to change in my partner just for her to be a little bit more just, just comfortable. Been together four years now. And I know she shits. I know she pisses. But yet she, she just remains like that secretive when it comes down to it. It's like, still shutting the bathroom door and things like that. And I'm just the complete opposite. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think changed? Or do you have an idea of what, what may have changed between that time? I, I have n- no idea. Like, it's if I could put my finger on it, I would. And, like, if I'm completely honest, I think it will, like, solve so many arguments and stuff. But I, I, I just feel like it was, at the start of the relationship, this has happened to me three times like my three major like relationships I've had they all started off like like giving me everything that I wanted and it was amazing now whether it's because I've got such a high sex drive I've like I've taken them too far and they're just like oh my god just like give me a break so maybe they've just like backed off a little bit and obviously the first relationship like with her abstaining that just that was there's no answers for how how she acted because it's like I I did restrain then I'd make a move and things like that but this was going on for months and then the next partner she, she, she was kind of similar like but she started off like so much better and she gave it me for longer and that but the partner who I'm with now she was she, she was so open with like everything but I just wish I, t- I told her the fetish at the start of the relationship like like near enough straight out because I feel like if I did she'll be a lot more accommodating for it rather than waiting for her to stop doing the butt stuff and then going, uh, yeah, all right, whatever. And, and that, 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 that's how she perceives it. Like she doesn't, she doesn't say, ah, oh, I'll do this for him because I know that he'll love it so much. Like she's just remains 
she keeps that bit to herself. Yeah, it's it is it is a it is. I mean, we're all complex uh, creatures, people. It's it's a uh, it's an interesting uh, story. I, I hope I hope you uh, continue to get clarity, and I mean, ideally, um, what you desire. But at least at the very least, clarity in terms of changes and and yeah yeah it just seems it seems like the the way i hear it it sounds like the i guess the honeymoon phase or whatever was a a time of closer intimacy and i I don't maybe that's normal but i don't think that has to be the norm of like oh we like we're intimate and we have a, a lot of sex and whatever during our honeymoon phase and then as we get into life phase now we have to become dull suited uh, people like I don't, I'm not sure maybe that's maybe that is a mentality of people of certain people I'm not sure uh, I I'm not like run into that and you know I, I hang out with or hang out or, like I have friends with like poly people and whatever and you see a lot of communication first of all but enjoyment of sex in the in that community community beyond ages like it doesn't there's no age in which sex has to be no longer enjoyed and yet i guess media society whatever would tell you that there is a aspect there is an idea that once a relationship becomes comfortable there's an almost expected lovelessness to it and i don't i don't understand that i don't i don't think that's right i'm not sure but what is that why is that you know Th- these are the questions that i can't answer necessarily but are definitely worth asking and and um and and trying to get to the bottom of uh, you know for for our, each of ourselves like i don't think there's a universal answer but for each relationship we're in for each of us i think i think uh the question has to be asked and pondered yeah yeah 100% and, and without sounding like it's like a, a derogatory comment and, and things like that, i i feel like a, a lot of honeymoon periods are are literally like female related because I, I think they're the ones that like set out at the start of a relationship to please the man as, as much as possible to make them think that like the girls are the next best thing and much better than their ex and things like that but then as time gets on they get more and more comfortable and then maybe it's the real then where, where they're just like they can just relax because for a girl i feel like they have there's a lot more involved in in sex and like with a bloke because a bloke as soon as he gets hard it's just a case of like just just going in doing his business emptying his load and he, he's quite happy but for a woman i think i think there's a lot more involved to it and i think a lot of women can't be bothered with the admin of getting ready for it to be honest, I am 100% in agreement with you. Like, I, I don't get it. I've never have understood it. Because if you if you both love each other, you, you both both love that level of intimacy. Why why does it need to die off? It, it's it's one of the best things in the world. And for blokes, it, it's their way of showing like how intimate they are. Because it's the one moment where they're concentrated, solely fixated on the person in front of them, not not on the on the football game or the soccer game in in our country or whatever they want to do it's that they're concentrating on on their woman and they want to please please that woman so i i don't understand the honeymoon period i never have done i I don't think i ever will and it's it's probably the one of the most frustrating things in in a relationship and not everyone goes through it and the people that don't go through it seem to be the ones that have an opinion and i think that's wrong i think there's more people out there that are struggling in the relationship because the honeymoon periods died off and the people don't feel confident in having having the the conversations and banter about like sexual 
like fetishes and things like that with the partner because they don't have it enough. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not an easy, it's not a, you know, snap and there's going to be a solution. I mean, and, and each solution is probably going to be individual to every relationship. But I, I do think, I go back to communication. I think, I think communication, it's not, that's not going to fix it because obviously you, you're, you're, you've demonstrated and, and talked about you, you do communicate. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a catch all. It takes two to comprehend, I guess, the, 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 what is being communicated. And, and, you know, for some people they won't, it won't work out. So some people, they, I'm not, I'm not saying your relationship, but I'm saying that aspect of sexuality won't be satisfied or has to be satisfied in other ways. But uh, you mentioned how like, like she'd fart on your knee or whatever. So I do feel still there is, there is a, a positivity in your direction, but I, I do, I do wonder about the changing dynamic, you know, the changing, uh, sexuality of, of that. It's, it's an interesting question that, that you're not surely you're not alone in your in your experience with so it is an it is an open question about you know in in relationships that that fully seem like they have all the right aspects the friendship the the intimacy um in, in you know in enough ways that it's satisfying that you know what happens what changes and and why and and is that something that can be communicated through in a way that both parties are comfortable with it, it. Perhaps there is just a, like, like you said, almost an expectation to perform in the beginning of a relationship. And then as the relationship becomes stable, now it's, you know, now we're, uh, you know, even if you're not married, we're hubby and wife. We just watch the TV together and we eat, um, a little dinner that, you know, one of you made and that's, that's life, you know, but I think there are people out there that, hunger for more and maybe maybe it's even something that more people can get back into and are simply they've hit a stumbling block i'm not sure i'm not sure what the answer is uh for you or really anyone i, I can't i can't answer the question but i do think thinking about all that and and, and definitely discussing it and and trying to Basically, not not beat around the bush in in terms of your desires, even even in terms of like the the well, maybe especially in terms of the the non fetish sexuality as well. You know, I think there's there's an importance to having your needs met, both both parties, both people in a relationship. It should be like there's nothing I think more. There's nothing that can bring more joy to people. I think than connecting on that relationship level. It does, I don't even think it has to be monogamous. If you do it with three people, four people, whatever. I, don't, I think you can still experience that love and intimacy uh, among people. And that's why I feel like sex can be such a, a great expression of that and such a relieving expression of that. We like, that's in our, our like core being. So to, to like, I don't know, um, not procreate, but to like christen the relationship with that sexuality, I think is such a, uh, a celebration. I mean, I'm not saying every really, maybe there's people who are happy and they don't have sex and that's cool too. But I feel like if you are people that, that are desiring sex, that it is like, that's the height of it. Like that's relationship, relationship and sex are kind of the cookies and cream like they they are they seem like they are completely 
intermingled as the expression of like giving gifts, giving gifts, having sex with each other. That seems like those two parts of being relationships are the same thing. In essence, you are you are providing for your partner and they for you. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's it's like I I used an an analogy. God, I couldn't get the words out. And uh, like with my partner to to describe like how much like I I enjoy sex because she said like she does say to me she goes God, all you want out of this relationship is sex, and I'm just like no, I've got everything in the relationship, but all all I want is is that like a little bit more like like from you w- without sounding like I was trying to like control her and stuff. I was just saying like. I've got everything. I just need that cherry on top of the cake. If I had that cherry on top of the cake where you're a little bit more open, I wouldn't ever have to like question you or or say say do this, do that. You're just going to be this open book that I can easily read. But instead you remain unfortunately sometimes you lock it in a frigging box as well. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately I I definitely hope that that can that box can can open up for you. Not not just sexually but but it seems like a, you know, spiritually emotionally as well it's 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 interesting like i in talking to you obviously i don't i don't know your fiance i don't know your relationship but like in talking to you 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 definitely don't seem like you have a unclarity or difficult in communication so i hope that can can come across i hope maybe she can awaken from from what is perhaps i'm seeing you know from the outside as as a as some kind of a stumbling block or or stopping stopping block I'm just hoping that whether I'm just holding on to it, I like I I don't know. Like I I I obviously don't know what's going on inside ahead. I feel like we communicate well on on like a relationship basis and stuff, but there there are aspects that I I do question. But then there's other aspects where I'm just like, actually, she's pretty cool. I can I can carry on like doing what I'm doing. I, I would I would never ever say I'm, I'm unhappy in the relationship. I, I've got everything that I need. It's just there's just that little cherry that I just want on on top of on top of the cake and like it's it's quite hard to find especially for someone who who kind of like restrains from being so open and just relaxed that's what it comes down to i think it just comes to just relaxing around someone who's who's told you that i I don't care what you do you can do anything nothing will ever put me off you so just relax but I, i just feel like she just remains it's a word unrelaxed or just up i don't think uptight's the correct word but just she restrains from opening up too much. I, I feel that she might be, she might feel too vulnerable if she just opens up and just like lets everything go and just, no pun intended again, but she might just feel that like I might start questioning her or I might be repulsed by like what's secretly hidden. Possibly, possibly. And and I'm sure you've reassured her, but again, how, how, how far can that go? It's it's a it's a it's an open question. I I do hope uh, you know that that continues to um, make progress on on your on your end. Um, no pun intended, because I do because it does seem like like you say everything everything else in the relationship seems to be uh, good, but it's almost like falling away from from this intimacy aspect. Yeah, one hundred percent. Again, I think I said one hundred percent to everything that you've said quite a lot. <laughs> To get back a little more tied into the fetish, did you grow up with any um, like shows or media that had like farts in it? Well, well, I, I grew up watching things like uh, Ren and Stimpy, and obviously like The Simpsons, South Park, and and things like. That. And obviously, there, there was the odd episode like in it with things like. That. Obviously, like a Family Guy as well, quite open with like flatulence and stuff. Um, 
but I'd, I'd say I wouldn't say any of it have a factor on how I perceive the fetish now. Like I'd put it all down to when when I was like when my partner at the time was uh, abstaining. I'd, I'd say that's that's where it all kicked off because I never had access to porn. As, as much as what I would have liked being a teenage lad, but the only computer we're having was under the stairs for everyone to use, and it was just it it, it was a, a no go area, and I didn't have didn't have a smartphone till I was like twenty something. I I only had like a the old Nokia bricks, and it was just it it, it is what it is. Like oh, we had magazines and things like that. Like obviously, as soon as I turned eighteen, I managed to get like a few magazines and stuff, but. For me, I got bored of magazines because I liked I liked seeing the motion, the realism in like a seeing like a like a video and things like that. It was it was much more fulfilling to see to see motion uh, in a naked woman than just a picture. So pictures don't really do it for me. It's all motion related. So you would you wouldn't say necessarily that, um, and perhaps this is because more of the fetish was triggered in a in a post pubescent uh context for you that you weren't like made to be you weren't felt feeling uncomfortable necessarily like seeing farts in tv shows or ren and stampy i know had farts fairly fairly often family guy obviously has farts in a much more um face farting context yeah <laughs> but you weren't you weren't uh like uh triggered to feel any kind of sexuality or whatever like seeing these things at the time no cuz obviously watching ren and stimpy i, I was i was I was young. I was only about eight, or probably could have even been younger. So, obviously, when when you're eight, I don't think you ever get those like feelings towards that. You might feel a little stirring or something like that. But apart from that, it's like all girls had cooties back then, and it was like it, it's not until you hit a certain age when you start like like admiring women a lot a lot more before you start having these like sexual fantasies or or fetishes about it like the, the the first one i experienced was 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 like my brother with with feet and he's two years older than me and stuff so that that's that's probably when i, I started like first looking at women was noticing that my brother was like he was liking women's feet and stuff and i don't think he even has that fetish anymore like if i'm honest i think he grew out of it but just growing up with someone that was two years older than you and then you're seeing how they're growing up i think you automatically grow up a lot more a lot more quicker than what you would do if you were the eldest or if you were a lonely child for sure for sure i'm curious to hear if you're if you're uh if your brother grew out of that fetish for sure i mean here's the thing if it's a juvenile fetish sometimes that does happen i believe that does happen i think that happened to a lot of our fetishists i think that's why a fair number of like fetishists that are like writers or other creators um disappear and delete their stuff um or they're embarrassed and shamed, shamed by it, which is uh, unfortunate. But I think, uh, I think there's also the aspect that, you know, maybe it wasn't that big of a part of my sexuality to begin with. Maybe I just prefer uh, other sex, or I'm okay with just uh, eating ass. I don't need someone to fart in my in my face or whatever. Yeah. In that aspect that people do explore, I think people will find that no, I, I, I this isn't this isn't everything I wanted, or maybe I want something else a lot more. You know, maybe farts was like that was cool then, but like now I'm I'm really into armpits or whatever. You know, just just as an example, yeah. like um, I think there's a progression, especially when you discover these fetishes or or start having these fetishes young. It's gonna change with your with you 
I, I think I think the whole thing, um, like like with with my brother, like I obviously don't don't know what what's what's gone on inside his head. He doesn't go on about feet and stuff now, but I, I just think the relative ease of ease of the subject because, as I said, growing up not having a computer and stuff, it was just easy for him to. I don't know, maybe looking like a clothes catalogue and see like a woman's bare feet, and 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 that was his, that was his easy way to to relieve himself. But f- for me, I, I I didn't know I had like this fetish until like I I stumbled across it, and I wouldn't say I stumbled across it by accident because obviously my algorithm took me to everything related to like ass play and anal lingus and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Then it went on to smelling, and I was like, ooh, look at this video and. I, I just think it, it's with me it, it grew progressively but kind of made, made a massive jump because I went from obviously being a kid wanting to wanting to know what a, a girl's vagina looked like especially when it was aroused and wet etc and I, I just kind of just I don't I don't understand like in my life the, the sudden jump from from the vaginal thing to to just anal like it was literally like a, a click of the fingers. It wasn't a case of just pondering on the edge of it. I just kind of jumped in the deep end, deep end without any armbands on in it, and and now I I, I, w- I wouldn't think of any anything else that I prefer to search for. I just love everything related to ass. Absolutely, that is the, that is one of the most interesting uh, uh, aspects. I mean, you have you have many interesting aspects. I'm not I'm not lowering it down to one, but. I find that curious too about the the um when that switch took place and how that switch took place of of um I mean essentially you know being into the the normal sexuality and then coming into the fart sexuality like I get the progression from you know uh 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 I forget what you called it sleep uh tushy yeah, sleeping tushy. Sleep tushy, yeah, and uh, and um, and other aspects like that. To farting, that I get. But how it went from uh, a vaginal focus to a to an ass focus uh, seems to be the the thing that uh, I mean. I'm curious about, and I I don't do you have you don't seem to have an answer for. You're you're wondering about yourself. Yeah, uh, like I, I'd, I'd probably say that like the 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 one triggering point that I, I could probably like relate to it to to some degree. I'm not saying this is the answer. Is the fact that um, ever since I first discovered porn, like um, my favorite view has always been like the woman bending over and, show, and showing like her ass and and a vagina and things like that. But I, I just I just think the whole thing like um, with with the ass in itself is like the the fact that you don't don't necessarily always go to that to that thing you always look uh, an inch and a half below it and and look at the vagina and stuff i just think i liked i like the fact that i could be a little bit i don't really want to say different because i wouldn't say it's different but just the the, the fact that it's, it's not not frowned upon but at the same time it's not not everyone's cup of tea whereas like i'm just like i'm all about the bum i absolutely love it yeah, absolutely. I mean, I share your sentiment because I I'm not like I'm not big into into breasts or or vagina. I mean, I'm not gonna like uh, I'll I'll take it if it's being passed around, but like I'm not like uh, that wouldn't be my go to. I guess if if uh, if if my choice was there, is there a uh, uh, a kink scene where where you are and have you been out into that kink scene, or is that something you'd like to explore? 
it, it's something that I would, I would, I would love to explore. But again, obviously, being being with my partner and things like that, it's it's something that I, I don't really, I, I don't feel comfortable enough, uh, like divulging into it, um, like with with obviously having a part. If I was single, I think I'd, I'd, I'd be doing it and searching for it constantly. But having a partner, I, I feel like that she might obviously be judgmental of the fact that I'm potentially looking for to get relief elsewhere sure sure yeah no i i'm just curious i mean i tend to ask everyone because it is a um i i enjoy the scene i definitely i definitely like being in the scene you just feel like you're among like minds even if there are no specific like ass fetishists there that you know of i mean there may be but they're not talking about it generally no, if if there was if if there was like um something something out there, I feel it's something like I could get on board with. It's 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 whether I I don't I don't know I I don't really know how to word it without sounding like I'm like disrespecting the partner. But I would always remain loyal. I would never never do anything. But um, when it comes to like the kink scene, I feel that it's it's a, it. It's a short stepping stone away from like potentially paying for someone to do it for you, and then like cheating. And I, I will one hundred percent remain loyal to my partner. Like, there's no, no one else I want it to do it to do it for me. I want my partner to do it, and that's the be all and end all of of that. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, I definitely think uh, there's a lot of one non non sexuality in the kink scene. There's some people that merely go and I'm getting spanked or whatever. And sure, I'm sure both parties are experiencing some sort of relief, but by all accounts, they're not having sex, as it were. But I, I, I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily. I'm sure there are um, like uncouth people in the, in the uh, kink community, but I, I generally think most people are uh, either getting their jollies with people in their relationship or with full consent of the people in their relationship. So whether it be Polly or this is just a kink partner or what have you, that's one of my appeals of like the poly and kink communities is their level of communication is the level of, because one in kink, you have to be safe in poly. You have to communicate. So nobody gets hurt emotionally. It's appealing because average society, vanilla society, as it were, doesn't encourage that level of communication and openness. There's almost a, even in dating, there's an expectation of game playing and a need to, in fact, to be seen in, uh, in, to some degree. So it, it seems like, and there, I'm sure there is both of these things. Game, I'm sure there are games that happen in poly and kink. But the point is the level of communication that's required to make those relationships work positively, I think, would do well to be carried over into the vanilla society, as it were. Yeah, correct. Like I, I again, completely, one hundred percent agree with you. I, I think everything you've said, I've one hundred percent agreed with, and it, I, I can't, I can't fault any anything that you're saying because everything you're saying is just ticking, ticking all the boxes. In I won't say the struggles, but the the questions and answers that I, I've had in like similar situations in in my life with my partner and stuff. It's just, it, it's just getting people on board, uh, like to. I wouldn't necessarily say understand the fetish, but I think a lot of people seem to think like the fetish is purely like like sex sexual, and it's not necessarily just that. It's it's 
other things it's like smells noises and things like that and like like i said the the invasive trust side of things that's just there's a lot more factors to it than just sex related and i think the more people that understand that like i think the better i i, I think it it will it will make the fetish a, a lot better in the future if people actually sat and understood it rather than just thinking oh my god that, that that's that's gross someone fine it smells not all farts smell anyway like some of them are just like 90 percent air absolutely absolutely and that is the that is kind of the um i mean i i say it all the time so i i've probably have like 50 there's a reason the show exists, but the show does definitely exist to help bring nuance to this fetish as all fetishes do. I think need that nuance brought to them. This is, this is the one I have some, I don't know if authority is the right word, but some capacity to offer some clarity to and, and bring, bring other people on to offer even more clarity to even me that I'm learning. There is a view that this fetish you know, you assume farting, you assume face sitting, but not every person who wants to be farted around or on or whatever wants it on their face. Some people want to be farted on their dick. Some people don't want to be farted on their body at all. Some people want to be clothed. So there's less, you know, you could argue there's less intimacy there because you're not sticking your face in someone's ass crack, you know, maybe your nose or lips against their asshole or even panties, which may be too intimate for some people. But you don't have, some people might wear, want it to be wear jeans or latex or some other type of material. Some people, like I said, some people may not even want you to be on their face at all. They just want to be, you know, you're in the kitchen and they hear you fart like, oh, that was hot. And like, you know, there are so many non-intimate ways to take this fetish as i'm sure there's on it non-intimate ways to take foot fetish non-intimate ways to take uh many different fetishes we can think of so yeah to open people up inside and outside the fetish to the reality of the nuance and the level of almost control you could say that you can take this fetish I, I think is incredible because I mean I think some people they have this fetish but you know they're mostly like eating ass and uh, worshiping ass and you know the farts come on occasion and that's you know their enjoyment as well because it is like if your partner's not gassy you're you're kind of stuck I mean there's there's some hacks I heard like uh, what is it sugar-free candy has a um some chemical that can make you gassy. There's pumping air, there's blowing air, there's this and that. So there's ways to hack it for sure. But if you're like, oh, I'm all about the natural too, then you're, you know, then you're at the whim of your partner to like uh, eat a burrito and, and they may even, you know, eat that food and not get gassy still. It's still a possibility. But this fetish just has such a, such a wide uh, scope around it. It's really an ass fetish with a more specific a uh, attraction to farting as an aspect. I mean, for me, and maybe I'm not the best quote unquote fart fetishist. For me, it's I, I the domination and farting. They have to go together. Those two are interlinked in a way that domination might get me closer to being aroused, but farting alone wouldn't. 
you know, just hearing a girl fart, I think like, wow, that was, that was abnormal. That was cool. But I don't think I would be like aroused necessarily. Whereas other people may, they're like, wow, that, that never happens. That is so taboo, whatever. I've never heard a girl fart. I'm like completely off the handle in, in terms of how aroused I am. In, in, in relation to the fetish, like alone, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just, I just want, want people to be more like accepting of everything. And I think I touched upon this, like in, in an email, like saying that, like, I feel that with us being in a society now where we have to like accept like so many things and stuff, I feel like it, even things like fetishes and things like that, I think it's going to be one of those things that's like going to be not frowned upon as such, just like, all right, this might be one of these things that's coming with, all this like i wouldn't say wokeism but um it, it might have opened the door to people being a, l a lot more accepting of people's differences i certainly hope so i certainly hope so like like i i i get that yeah i mean that that was the that was really the coattails i was writing as well in in wanting to produce this show like i had friends that were producing uh kink podcasts and i'm like this is our time then if if kink is really coming into uh, awareness and acceptance, and there's some evidence for it for that happening. Then there's no reason this shouldn't be pushed as well. I mean, I had my own ego ideas as well. It's like I want you know, look at me. I'm I'm a fetishist. Blah blah blah. You know, I want to be famous, et cetera, et cetera. But after after those ideas kind of get like like I'm like who like even people outside, it hasn't brought me any undue attention. Like it's not like I'm now. Uh, the subject of ridicule amongst amongst a bunch of normal people who are like making fun of the show. Like you get an odd bad review or, or, or whatever, but mostly it's done nothing. Like it's, it's, I'm sure it's reached some people who actually give a shit, but as far as like people wanting to be a troll about it or make fun of me or make fun of any of the guests, I, I haven't seen anything from the outside. I can't speak to anyone uh, of the guests and like their friends, like Jules talks about talking to his friends and things like that. But like, as far as like uh, a, a, like a troll army or whatever descending upon this and like uh, just pranking us or whatever, I haven't seen that. Cause I think, I think, I hope that, there is an idea that this is just something that can be accepted. There's going to be assholes. That's, that's going to happen. But I think for the most part, I hope that um, this is part of that wave of, of sexual acceptance on a wider and a broader spectrum than we've seen in, in previous, um, previous sexual movements. The, the, the whole thing with people commenting that that's that's one thing that does my head and it's like they, they must have actually had to search something related to farts in order to like like get your podcast up like in order to get like the odd like bad review and things like that but what interest is it to them like for them to comment on it like they, they don't have an interest in it and that's the one thing that like really grinds me gears it's like i see it on reddit and things like that like on on these like certain like like fart I can't remember what sites I go on and things like that, but certain fart things, people are commenting on saying, oh my God, like this is gross. Why go on it then? If it's, if it's not your cup of tea, you can clearly see in the title it's fart related. Why go on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. There's, there's a certain uh, sense to like, I, I need to, I need to punk you. I need to know, I need you to know what I feel about you. And it's like, you don't like, I don't need to like, it's, it's cool. You feel that whatever, you know, feel it. Be you, be you, but like, I don't, you don't need to bring that to me. 
that no need to air their dirty laundry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say you um like enjoy having this fetish? Uh, and and what do you feel about it like more broadly? Uh <laughs> To be honest with you, me, me having this fetish, I, I love having this fetish because I think I touched upon it before, uh, the fact that it's unique to me and it's like not one of my friends has it. Um, no no one's like experienced it and, and things like that. And for me, it's just like it, it's my, my little thing, whether people are grossed out by it or, or what, to be honest, I couldn't give two shits about people being being like grossed out by it because I'm not. It's something that gets me going. I've I've liked it for a long time, and it's 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 my it's my thing. Like it, it makes me different than everyone else. We're not lemmings. Like everybody is different. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Do you you feel like the farting is the is the kink aspect that you're aware of? Anyways, that is the top for you. Like there's nothing um, higher than that. No, uh, to, to be honest with you, like be, being being inexperienced in it I, I feel like begrudging like commenting like so to speak because it's like i'm commenting from experience but my only experience is through media and and the odd two on the leg and stuff but it, i i just feel that if if my partner was to come to my terms and and does it for me i think i would i will i will hit my my fantasy goal and and that's that's what i'm striving towards i, I i'm 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 hoping the partner chills out and she open opens up and like I said before gets that book out the box. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What do you think? Um, we we kind of touched about it, but what? But more more uh, I guess directed to the actual question. What do you what do you think about the future of the fetish? Whether it whether it be for yourself or uh, or on the larger scale or both. I feel that more more things like this, like like what you're doing and that, like making people aware that it is actually a fetish and it's and it's not something that's like touched upon as like gross and things like that. I think I think the more people that come to terms with it and like open up, like like I've done, like other people like that have come on come on your podcast and like spoke about it and things like that. I feel that if more people are just a little bit more open and honest in a relationship like i don't mind if you fart hun like like do it on the face if you if you're riding it and things like that and they're not bothered by it whether it's a fetish or not i feel farting has numerous aspects it, it's humorous for for people like us it's sexual it's it, it's very gratifying like i i absolutely love it but it's just getting my partner to do it for me to to actually make that comment and have that experience um, but I, I feel for the fetish going going forward. I, I feel that more more people are more more open these days, and I, I I think that it's not as taboo as what it once was. Regardless of the odd person that might turn their nose up at it and go, you know, oh, that's gross. That's not me. And you know, we should go back to eating caviar and relaxing because it's probably going to be the more the more up up end side of the street. The the more richer folk that are gonna begrudge it. Whereas like the more working class people are the ones that tend not to care and we don't have an image that they've got to pretend that they are all the time. Now see that's why I say the thing about the the more I, civilized is the incorrect word to use, but it's kind of the more harsh word, the raw word I maybe to use. I mean, I think that's the aspect of like my father. I mean, my dad grew up uh, an immigrant in a in uh, in India. Like, there's a, a a clear difference in just looking at him. How 
uh, Indians feel about farting and shitting and whatever than say, you know, my American mom, my, you know, American born mom who, you know, was also free in the bathroom as well, maybe as a result of being, you know, married to my dad. But there's a clear divide in how there's uh, like uh, almost a, a class divide in the acceptability of of this behavior. And that's that's really unfortunate because it doesn't there should be no, it shouldn't be a class thing. But I, I agree with you that I think that is part of of what what drives it. I think more I think I, I say it more as a societal level, but I think there is something to that of like. I'm a proper person. I'm this type of person. I don't engage in that kind of dirty activity. And we know some fetishes look at the look at the uh, fetish in that direction, like the the farting, the ass. You know, is a dirty aspect, and that's what they like about it. But I don't know. I think for normalization, like that's some that that's a uh, a canyon that needs to be maybe looked at and analyzed about like, cause taboo, if you like taboo, then you like dirty and, and like, you know, I mean, not necessarily, but that's the, that's the aspect. Like this is a, a dirty secret um, aspect versus if you want to normalize it, the dirtiness kind of drifts away. It kind it needs to like, it can't, you, you can't, it'd be harder to feel comfortable about something that is also dirty. So it's, it's just an interesting, it's, there's, there's so many interesting, as people talk about their sexuality and it becomes, and the odd or different sexuality, it becomes interesting and clear because so much has to be discussed and talked about and worked out and like how, and like none of us have any control of it. We can, we, you know, we can expose ourselves to people in an effort to normalize and say like, oh, I know a fart fetishist. Now that's not so weird anymore. That's all we can do. Beyond that, there's interesting questions about, you know, are farts and, and whatever always going to be taboo and dirty? Can we even normalize the ass to some aspects? Because I think sometimes the ass itself is taboo, you know? Yeah. So... I, you know, I don't want to get off on a rant in which I can just like talk, ask a bunch of questions and give no answers. But like, I, I really appreciate like we've, we've come to the end here, but I really appreciate like talking with you because it, it's been a, a very, I, I think a fairly deep look into relationships, fetish, uh, just in a way we haven't really talked about. This is what I want to do more going forward, but like, I really appreciate you coming on and, 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 you know, being so open and having this talk with me. It's been, it's been amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to, to add or end on before we, before we go? No, no, I, I think you touched upon everything really. Just, just literally saying that it's, you know, it's, it's been a really good in, in-depth chat and stuff. And I, I can't appreciate what you're doing for the, the fetish because you're, you're making more people aware than what people sat at home trying to get the girlfriends to, to do it for them that's not really making people aware but what you're doing you're taking it to the next level and just making people make, making people out there that have got the fetish because i stumbled upon it like on the off chance really because i was like listening to um anti-nectar and things like that 
And then all of a sudden I was just like, I wonder if there's a fart fetish thing. And then I stumbled upon you and then that was it. I, I then contacted you and then here we are. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I love to hear that because that's exactly, yeah, that's my hope. That's that's the goal. Um, if not, if this show does nothing else, building a community among the fetishists, that that means the world to me and I think would make us all uh, feel warmer if nothing else but i i think th i think we'll do more than that but if nothing else i i think that would be a job well done yeah 100 percent, mate 100 percent. carry on doing what you're doing and uh, before you know it you'll be a uh, the joe rogan of uh, fart fetishes that's right i maybe maybe go more howard stern he was a little more <laughs> like he probably could actually get women to fart on him i bet all right steve i really appreciate you coming on this it's been an amazing talk thank you so much no problem mate and thank you for listening as well of course my pleasure <laughs>